as much as I am an uh, incredible deal hunter and finder on the internet, used rugs uh, are either filthy and gross yep. or expensive. Exactly. There, are, there is almost no middle ground mm-hmm. in in my in my uh, junkyard warrior ways of trying to find some some nice rugs. Well, it's man. like the uh, the people who bought like a really nice rug probably put it in a room that they don't go in very often, like a study <laughs> or like a you know a dining room or something, and then it just doesn't get used. And then they're like, all right, we're moving, we're going to sell this thing. And then, but yeah, then you're not paying uh, a very good price either at that point. Or, or you so. could be like me, and my only nice, expensive rug is in a room that recently had the ceiling flood uh, through oh, when it got all man. crazy radiant here, and the rug got all fucked up. Did we so talk about that on the cool show? Too. I don't know. Ceiling? Probably. You know, wild. this is this 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 new season upon us. Uh, I feel like I'm just going to be. I'm just going to talk about my personal life a lot more, Dave. So I hope you and the listeners are on board for me just to bear my soul to you, motherfuckers, and, and all my my rug drama. You heard it, folks. All right. I hope you're ready. This is about to get real sad all the time. <laughs> just talking about my bullshit. We're just having like a therapy session once a week now. This is really kind of what it is anyways. It's just, uh, it I guess we could be a little more direct and, and exposed about it because here we are, man. Let's Speaking of here we are, I'm feeling ready. Me Feel too. buds, gear buds. This is a podcast. Episode 102, GearBuds Podcast. I'm Henry. That's Dave. Hey. Yo. And it's just us today, man. We're doing a podcast, uh, Duocast style. Episode 102 of that Duocast style. Whew, let's dive in. I'm feeling right. good. Me too. Symphony of Corrections. Here we go. Here's your weekly reminder that cables are tone tubes. You're listening to this. Thank you for listening to this. Thank you. Yeah. That's it. Thank you. That's awesome. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at GearBuds Podcast. Subscribe, Spotify and Apple and wherever you like those things. Uh, let's see. Let's get into the sub segments here. You know, this is Touching Tips with Dave. I don't have a real tip this week, but okay. this is something that might be relevant in the future. I, I read that uh, Facebook is finally testing a feature to bring the feed back to chronological order, which is, I think, the thing that uh, anybody who uses a feed of any sort wants you know, this whole like highlights and all that crap yeah. that where you don't actually see wherever you want. I don't know. I read an article, I believe it was an Engadget article. They talked about it. They're testing it on Android right now. Maybe the world might be right again and we might be able to get it. I mean, you can uh, sort the most timeline. recent, you can sort most recent, but it's not default. So it's, you can sort, but it's also they. it's, it isn't a, a true, just give me everything that I'm following in order. It's all very algorithmic. And, and, and this, apparently this new feature is sort of designed to go back to the pre-algorithmic ways where it's cool. just like, uh, here's a thing that you follow posted when it was posted. Nice. Uh, I love that. We'll see what happens. Okay. I don't know. Let's uh, get into friends of the show. Actually, quite a bit uh, for friends of the show here. Uh, well, first of all, if you haven't already, absolutely go back and listen to the last episode, Please. episode one hundred and one, with just the one of the the coolest dudes we've ever had yeah. on the show on the show, Tormonson from it was worth Universal the Audio mm-hmm. TC. Yeah, worth the wait. I mean, we didn't really get into it, and, and it's okay. You know, he we're, we we're, we're allowed to talk about. It. I don't think we didn't have time to get into the show because yeah. we had so we had many so things much we wanted to talk about. about. Tor, you know, he was dealing with COVID and wasn't wasn't feeling good. We were supposed to have him on right after those the UAFX pedals, right. were, like that week where we had had him scheduled to come on. So it was kind of crazy, and we're a little nervous and, and scared for him and stuff. But he turned out all right. Obviously, he's yeah. feeling good now. Feeling so better. we got him on and go listen to that episode. It's one of our lengthiest. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, pop some popcorn and 
Listen to uh, some Ditto Loopers. Do. <laughs> Listen to the Ditto Loopa. I honestly almost shit my pants when he said it for the first time. Yes. I'm not like you. You can see the outline. You're the only other person that sees right. the outline. It was. I on had it on there how I, yeah. I can't read those words and not hear it in his voice. In his and voice. then he, and then he said it right as I was trying. Oh, he to knew get exactly it. It what was you were just, talking about. It was great. It was man. so good. Yeah. Uh, wow. Uh, but so many cool stories they shared, and also I mean, just honest like the candor and the honesty mm-hmm. that he talked about pretty tough situations that he's been through and mistakes mm-hmm. and stuff that he's made a lot to learn there. Really cool guy. Um, can't wait to go and visit our, our good buddy and former guest Brad over in Sweden and pop over oh, to Denmark and, uh, and visit tour. But, uh, whether he likes it or not, anyways, go <laughs> listen to episode one one after this one or during this one. I don't, I don't really care. Uh, friends of the show, the pedal movie, there's oh, a date, man. April 30th. April it's coming 30th, to all dude. the stuff. Uh, you know, I'll just be honest right now. We haven't, we don't have it exactly booked, but we're, uh, we've talked about it in the past. Yeah. We're going to get the folks of, of the makers of sometime before that on the show, just so we can so have great. them on and talk about and it because there's so much cool shit. I mean, there. I'm excited because this is really, I mean, if you really think about it, this is the culmination of Dave Doc's in like its own episode. <laughs> it really is because it's, I mean, it's yeah. the Dave's doc of all Dave's docs. It's just about pedals in the, in the history of them and music and stuff so i'm i am so stoked uh well, and not you know not to mention all the the folks who we've had on the show involved in it we'll yeah. have on the show all that kind of stuff sure. so it's very uh, very exciting april 30th there's a date it's out coming the end of this month uh if you're listening in april of 2021 because that's not always the case uh go check that out oh also former guest mike maimoni his movie that he made in isolation i think it's called like isolation 001 or something mm-hmm to the effect is out go check his socials to check to watch i haven't watched it yet Neither have uh, I. but i can i'm just gonna guess that knowing mike it's got a lot of really badass piano playing and growly vocals and him shirtless <laughs> and just lots like of his, shirtless. His, his, his 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 beautiful hairy chest i'm so jealous uh, of his bod man he looks great <laughs> he, he the dude works out a lot yeah. you know uh, and then finally, I don't know if you saw this yet, but also former uh, guests of the show and some of our collaborators, past and present, have unleashed a secret new music project. Uh, uh, at least one of the songs on yep. the world, our buddies Scores, Scores, who is the Ward Brothers, who mm-hmm. we've had on the show from Hembry. Some of our first guests that was actually back in the really the days. Yeah, real early. Got, definitely going to have to have them back on again soon. Uh, our good buddy Greg, who actually hasn't been on the show yet, but is someone that uh, absolutely we have to, and then some other folks. But yeah, it's uh, I, I checked out the video. Yeah, it me sounds too. awesome. It's, it's, it's kind of got like a almost like LCD sound system vibe, yep. and then it goes into this weird, almost like David Bowie Black Star section with some sax and shit. Super cool, uh, man. Really cool video. Go check it out. Scores. We'll link and post and all called that kind of shit. Flood. You guys want to talk flood yeah, very cool. uh, and it's got a nice poignant political message so keeping it light for you folks <laughs> there it is let's get into some bad fucking ideas dog what do you think it's uh, my favorite segment of the show <laughs> let's start let's start with a bfi here and i'm sorry kirk hammett but you know i love you man and uh i grew oh, what up did kirk do? i've long i've loved metallica for such a long time and this honestly dude i don't even I don't just the headline alone of this makes me feel a little ill. Kirk Hammett launches Greeny bl- Greeny Blues blend, a coffee inspired by Peter Green's 59 Les Paul. So Kirk Hammett is selling a coffee inspired by his burst guitar. Okay. Like just like what? Wait, so does Kirk have the guitar or something? Like is that Oh yeah, his main Les Paul that he plays on stage is Peter Green's. Okay. 
Greeny, they call yeah. it 59 Les Paul. Right. It was owned by Gary Moore. It's a famous guitar. Around, yeah. Well, well, well traveled and well researched and documented, all that stuff. It's just like, oh, man. And it's, and oh, God, I, I'll be honest, I, man. I, I'm not crazy about the artwork on the bag. It's just, it's just the whole it thing. It feels like dumb. we, I know it's punching it's up, so it's not that big of a deal. It's just so fucking weird to me. Like, why is Kirk Hammett selling a blues coffee uh, based on his, unobtainium guitar it just feels so icky and strange to yeah, me i don't i don't just, understand i love metallica it just feels fucking weird boomer behavior it, it really is yeah um hey uh, I'll, I'll try it i mean i'm a, i know you're a coffee guy i'm a coffee i'll try it but i'll try it again, i'm not gonna buy it. Like, i think they only made i think it was also i i remember i read the article and then i quickly blocked it from my brain but it's you know there was some it's like limited you know they only made a certain amount and it's like expensive and yeah i'm sure it's already sold out and all that kind of shit it just made me fucking kind of want to <laughs> a little bit honestly <laughs> well, that's dude th- i mean like i get i get kind of turned off because i see all these coffee ads online and i'm like i always click on them and i'm like i want to try some new coffees and check stuff out but when it's like $30 for a pound of coffee I'm out dude and I know like there's really good coffee out there and I know it goes to like craft coffee and like along the lines of like you you're know, not you're not paying for fucking craft on this situation you're paying for fucking Kirk Hammett's Kirk's, picture of yeah. him holding the ugly bag of, and I'm a guitar sorry that's really designer. not a guitar that he made famous so that's just kind of to a new generation, perhaps. Regardless, it's still just ah, it just feels so fucking like <laughs> it just feels like like boomer forum. And it's not which just actually company, brings right? me no no. It, just I'm a, done talking about this honestly. It just makes me feel sick. Just don't buy that car, or if you do, just don't tell me about it, Dave. I don't want to fucking know. But here is speaking of forums. This yeah. is actually I think a GFI Gear Sluts has officially rebranded to oh. Gear Sp- Gear Space. Much mm. less, much less catchy. It sounds like MySpace, mm-hmm. but um, hopefully, it accomplishes their mission of of being less exclusive and more inclusive to anyone who wants to participate in the discussions. Because it, uh, frankly, Gears former Gear Sluts now Gear Space was like the go to place for yeah. a long time for really a lot popular. of stuff. Mm-hmm. Not for even like technical information. Not even just you know talking about gear, which I guess that's more of like the gear page or whatever. But Gear Sluts is like you'd go there and to learn stuff. So it, it is kind of and also. Also, the other argument really is that, you know, you can't really go to a website that has sluts in it at work, you know? Right. So it's like at this point now, yeah. okay, if you're like on your company computer, you can, you might be, you don't have to go into a private, <laughs> you don't have to go to a private browser to That's fucking nice. check out your fucking tech tips. Because anymore, we do so. as, as GearBuds encourage you to definitely go on your company's browser and look at gear all day while you're working. I think that, I mean, I used to do it and you know, how do you, how do you, how do people have fake email jobs that don't do that? I don't right. understand. It doesn't exactly. make sense. Perfect. So. All there right. it I'm is. Glad they followed uh, up with that because we were talking about that a few weeks ago. GFI. Here, so. There it is. Uh, oh, dude, I got a couple funny. Well, I think it's sort of funny, I guess. Well, at least this first one. I got a couple Craigslist ads Ooh. here uh, to bring up here. A couple screenshots, and I'm afraid that this one might be more of a visual gag uh, okay. because it's it, the the they. In this instance, they had two chances to get the brand name. The brand has two sort of words to it, and they got both of them wrong. Uh, this is uh, <laughs> for uh, an LL Briggs M1 Active pickup, uh, which you know is LR bags. Right. So you had you had two chances. You fucking you over oh two. You got them. You got them both wrong. That's pretty still funny. not a not a bad deal for the M1, which is a fantastic a, pickup. I was going to say that's probably one of my favorite uh, pickups ever. 
I, I love it. It is it is yeah. a fantastic acoustic pickup, very widely used. So if you're if you're looking, it's LR bags, uh, not LL Briggs. This next one is this one was actually just kind of like this. Uh, this might be like a taking it back to a little belly aching with Hank situation okay. here about this next one here because I, I this next ad that I have a screenshot of is is listed as a Fender Stratocaster. Dave, you can see it, five hundred forty nine dollars listed yeah. in Schaumburg, Illinois, which is a suburb. Uh, and then and then you look at the picture and it's nope. like. That doesn't Something's seem right, and then right there. and then and then you and then you read the first line of the body of the email uh, of the listing, and it says this started life out as a Squire standard. Mm. So you're selling it as a Fender Stratocaster, but you'll notice, Dave, that the picture also says Fender Stratocaster on the headstock. So you might be asking yourself, what's going on? Well, yeah. let me explain. It's now a hot rodded full U.S. spec Strat. No, it's not. No, it's not. Nope, because it's still the same fucking hunk of Overseas wood that it wood. was from before. So yeah. It's not a U.S. spec strap. EMG SA pickups, those are cheap. Uh, fender locking tuners. Fender F neck plate. That is going far out of your way to make people think this is a fender. And then here is the piece de resistance. Fender 70s style water slide logo sealed with satin nitrocellulose wow. lacquer. He put a lot they of actually it. fucking, they went nitro <laughs> they it, dude. in the counterfeit, which they wouldn't have even fucking done anyways yeah. on this guitar. Uh, so, uh, yeah, yeah so they actually the top, sanded right? off the Squire logo and then put a fucking Fender logo on mm. there. Yeah. The big plays and sounds better than any stock strat. I just maybe, maybe, but I can't believe that the buddy. big giveaway for me, like on, on people that do this kind of stuff. And, and, and by the way, there is an art to it. And if you do it really, really well, I think I sent you a relic, uh, earlier that uh, MJT, the MJT yep. that, and, and, you know, okay. Like counterfeiting aside. And I understand that if, if you're, you know, if you're basically making an agreement not to like try to fool somebody and sell this, you know, for thousands and have them think mm -hmm. that it's what it isn't. Um, there is an art to it. And I have to say the first thing I notice when I look at something like this is I notice the, um, the, uh, truss rod hole access right at the top of the headstock oh, there. Yeah. And I go, well, that's, there's already like a 70% chance that this isn't, you know, cause some, some strats did have that. Um, and I don't just mean the seventies. Well, bullet. like a bullet truss, right? Sure. But some even had like, I think some of the standards maybe in the nineties might've had that access up there, but it still, the point is once oh, I see that, yeah, I'm dude, kind you're of totally right. Yeah. yeah I've definitely you seen us yeah. strats with that, but like they're the standards, not the reissue. Right. Models. But anyways, mm -hmm. I see that and I'm like, all right, man, like, let's just stop here. You got the thick just, poly body. The you can really, see really here. light white wood headstock with the really, really dark logo. It just looks, I don't know, for, it just from a mile away, it looks fake. Well, it's just funny to me, too, because the, the guy's asking almost $600 for it. And it's like, for right, a fucking man. squire, bro. On, and dude, and like, then, and, and it's not, you can't even sell it as a squire or a fender anymore. Right. Either way, I'm dusting it off. It's been a while. I'm going to give this one a big solid. Get fucked. <laughs> you got to throw some delay on that, man. That'd be good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I and you know, again, like I think there is an art to uh, doing some of this stuff. I'm sure whoever put the time into this, uh, you know, I appreciate that. I don't know. I, mean, I don't. I, I don't. I really think that this was someone trying to fool people. Yeah, and that is that is not interesting to me. That is, I, I like you can do whatever the fuck you want with what with your own stuff. I do not care. But the second that you try to turn that into in some sort of ruse, and then now this guitar is going to wind up in the open market as a Fender Stratocaster, and it's not, and then someone's going to get hosed. Yeah. I just I'm I'm sticking with my original. Get fucked. Get fucked. So there it is. Also, I might be able. Well, I, at this point, I'm saying too many words to pull it off, but. I could have maybe in some sort of alternate world left the delay on my voice because I am now about to say my two favorite words that I get to say every single week, Dave. And you know what those words are? Mm -hmm. Those words are Dave's Dogs. Nice. Oh, man. Mm. That reminded me of like, what was that uh, That superhero? Uh, 
oh shit. I just, I don't know. There was this, there's like a, he's like quail man. Yeah. Our quail man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> By the way, great Doug Nick tunes reference right there, man. I love it. Um, Underwear on the outside, buddy. What do we got? That was great. Yeah. So this is kind of cool. I always get excited when I see a doc pop up and I'm not sure if I'm going to like it or not. Um, I already know I, I enjoy the artist, but I don't really know if I want to care about their life really that much. And then okay. I, and then I watch it and then I go, Oh, that's really pretty interesting. Actually. It's kind of what I thought it was going to be, but it's also really cool. And I'm excited to talk about it today. I watched, uh, just came out on Apple TV, the Billie Eilish documentary, the world's a little oh, blurry. Dude. Nice. I want to yeah. check that out too. You'll like I'm it, on man. my, I'm on my Apple TV, uh, one year of free yeah. deal right now. Yeah, so it's on there. It came out like last month, I think. Um, so it's mm-hmm. a new, you know, it's a new thing. Nice. Um, pretty interesting, man. It, it, I will say it doesn't go into the backstory as much. Um, kind of for like five minutes in the beginning of the movie, they kind of talk about she grew up, um, you know, for those who don't know, Billie Eilish is just this like insanely talented. I think she was like 16 when she really, you know, started hitting it big. But she was 13 when they first played a song of hers on the radio. Um, her whole family is, is incredibly musical. Her parents were both singer songwriters. They would take turns like writing songs and playing for her and going to like, um, you know, school performances and playing and always just music constantly, constantly, constantly Mm. in the house, which I'm jealous of because I didn't grow up that way. And I think that's so cool. And most importantly, her brother Phineas is Mm -hmm. absolutely a monster producer and musician. Oh, dude, super talented. And I know, I think, you know, in in some bad light, some people might say, oh, she doesn't, like, write her own songs, and he kind of does a lot of the work and stuff. They really have an awesome collaborative process, I will say. They don't get too much into the weeds of, like, how much she's writing and how much he is. You can clearly tell in the movie that he is coming up with great ideas. Um, He's coming up with, you know, beautiful melodies and awesome... Uh, production and sounds mm-hmm. and everything. And, I but, can say I, I've watched some of his sort of like mixing with the masters type yeah. uh, content on the internet, and 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 the way that their process does tend to work is he he'll often have sort of like yeah, like you'd imagine kind of an idea, mm-hmm. a little sketch or whatever, and then she just comes in and fucking and totally turns it around with her ideas. Yeah, and and, and, and by the shit. way, she I mean her voice is outstandingly awesome. Mm-hmm. Like in this in this movie, they show her you know quite often. Um, well, let me go back. So in this movie, they're basically documenting for the first half of the movie or so, um, her recording the newer album that came out. Uh, it's nice. called um, Where Do You Go When We Sleep or something yeah, like that. Right. I, I forget. And I apologize for the fans out there. But she um, she is like she's recording that in his bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And the whole thing recorded, mixed in his bedroom and they mastered it. They said they mastered it in a living room. So I don't know what that <laughs> means. But they sent yeah. it to somebody local who was you know happy to help him out and do that. Um, they're using logic. I can tell like a few times when they show his, his screen and stuff. So it's really this kind of cool obtainable thing where you're like, you know, this whole home recording thing and this whole idea of, of all this stuff and kind of the reason we've started this podcast, even I would say is, is to kind of talk about, you know, those approaches and everything and what it really leaves out and what you don't realize, or some people don't who want to do home recordings is that you have to be fucking amazingly talented to still create great songs, even if it's in your bedroom, you know? Um, yeah, there's there's very little to hide behind at that point. Exactly, you can't put put someone in like a beautifully treated booth with the best sound in the world. It's and and I, yeah, I think she used like a Neumann TLM 103 that she would just hold in her hand. Mm-hmm. So it's you yep. know like a fifteen hundred dollar, twelve hundred dollar mic, oh, something yeah. like that. But it's not you know it's not 
a vintage C12 that's no, fifty to no. $100,000 or something. And like it's that. not like she's in this fancy studio with producers sitting yeah. around and, you know, all these other people. It's just literally her and her brother. And you can tell they're just super tight. I don't know how much older he is than her, maybe three or five three years. Or, three or four, three to four he years. He looks a lot like older. It's kind of funny. He looks like he could be like 25 or 30, but um, yeah, but anyways... The, the it was really interesting to see him push her to to write these songs because what I learned about is she actually gets a lot of anxiety writing music and she kind of the whole songwriting process I think there's even a part where she's fighting with her parents because of course they chime in having the musical experience that they do um, and they're all in this kind of small bungalow like L A house it's not like this you know cool like um, you know middle upper middle they're class. not out in the hills no not at all at man the, it's literally like it looks like it's like a two thousand not even like a thousand square foot house like it's this tiny yeah. little place. And they're kind of getting into it in the kitchen about like her writing. And she's like, you know, she's like, fuck this. Like, I don't want to be a songwriter. Like, this is crazy. Like, I, I hate writing songs, she says in her own movie. She's like, yeah. she's getting like really frustrated. But then you got to remember at the time, I think the movie was filmed. She's like 16 or 17, maybe. Um, so she's kind of dealing with that and like this kind of upcoming fame. And then, you know, her brother's just like got to stay level headed and he's got to stay like really sweet. And he's just really trying to like push her to, you know, we got to finish this record. There's even a cool scene where they're in the bedroom, like 90% of the first half of this movie when they're recording, they're just in his bedroom in like different days recording different songs. It's pretty cool. Man, I got to watch this. Yeah, at one point, oh yeah, you'd love it, man. It's like a home recording guy. They've got um, the A&R guys like show up, you know, and they like work for the label and you're kind of like, they don't really say who they are. They're just kind of sitting there and she's performing on like a 58 and she's obviously singing along with like one of the recorded things they have. And, um, but she's singing live vocals to it. And I think they're just trying to show these guys like a song Mm -hmm. and then, you know, it ends, it's beautiful. It ends. And then they kind of just sit there, you know, how like A&R guys would, like you kind of picture them just being like, okay, that's it. Mm -hmm. And then later it cuts to her and she's like crying and she's like, they didn't even clap for me. Like, this is bullshit. Like, you know, like they didn't even care that like we like we've been putting our heart into this song. They just want us to like crank this out. It's fucking awesome. And man. we've all had that feeling, even mm-hmm. if it wasn't with, you know, some high power A&R person. It's like you put so much of yourself into making something and then you actually like, make yourself vulnerable enough yep. to play it for somebody. And they're just sort of like, oh, cool. Let's talk about me again or whatever. Yeah. You know, or like, like you, you want at least some sort of acknowledgement that it's like yeah we even if i don't like this thing appreciate the work that you'd put into it yeah like the the and the heart and the fact that it's not easy to share that with somebody it's it's really um it's really it's really an interesting dynamic man because like you know we've gone through the years and we've always had like the justin biebers and the even like britney spears then you can go all the way back to like stevie wonder and michael jackson you know as kids and i feel like with Billy, it's definitely like this creative genius going on. And of course, a lot of that is, is her brother, but her, you know, her commanding the stage. And then she goes out there like basically by herself, um, on stage with her brother and like a drummer in the back. And she just puts on these performances. And I'm I'm sure you've seen some of her live stuff. Like Mm -hmm. there's tens of thousands of people watching her, you know, just her on stage and kind of how she deals with all that. So it's, well, and I know that she, she's been very vocal about her sort of, I don't know if you'd call it body dysmorphia or issues, you know, without, without trying to sexualize her own body and and all that sort of stuff. So the, the fashion choices that she's made, the kind of baggy clothes, the shit she's had to deal with and the fact, and it, it still is still a fucking teenage girl that we're talking about. It's so messed up. Well, that's kind of what I was thinking about because I, I, I also, which was really kind of bad, but I watched that Britney Spears thing that they were talking about. Oh, Um, I haven't. Yeah. It's just kind of, they talk about Britney and like, 
you know, how she was like overly sexualized as like a 16 year old Mm -hmm. girl, basically. And it's disgusting. Like even like talk show hosts asking her like really personal questions about her virginity and stuff like that. Crazy. And and what's really cool with, with Billy is you don't think about that. They don't, they don't ever focus on like, so if, so if they've done all this to kind of deter from like her being sexualized, they've done a fantastic job of it as far as just like her management and her, um, herself, you know, just being Mm -hmm. like, no, I'm about the music. I'm connecting with my fans through music only. And like, you know, I dress cool and I look cool and I'm, I'm really nice to people, but like, I'm not, this isn't like, I'm not going to have dancers out here and I'm not going to be rolling around in like a thong, you know? So yeah, exactly. it's, it's cool to see like, okay, maybe we're getting back on track to like music is the most important thing. This is what's making all these people love her, like how vulnerable she is and how real her songwriting is and stuff. So and uh, it seems pretty generational. I think it speaks to the mindset of people her age and and that her fans at her age. You know, because we yeah. us fucking old fo- old fogies getting down on it. Like she's half our age. You know, so it's yeah. I, th- I I hope that it, at least it's more reflective of the types of trends we'll see generationally Absolutely. through the art that comes from the the zoomers out there. Well, and I know, and I think um, people who listen to this and you obviously know, like I, I like to review my Dave's docs. I usually go like classic rock, you know, like let's talk about the Rolling Stones all day, um, you oh, know, stuff shit, like that. Stones were badass. Man. Yeah. And well, they are. And they were, but like when I go, you know, I was kind of like, I don't know if I really want to watch like a story about her life. Like, I don't know if I care. Um, it was really, really interesting, man. And I, and they go all the way up to Coachella performance, which was like mm-hmm. this groundbreaking performance that she had, which actually they had like technical issues. They put her out late. So she had to cut like two songs off her list. Like there was all kinds of shit going on, but she ends up tying together. There's a really slow song. I don't know if you saw the video where she has like black tears running down her face. Um, she's in like all a, it's white. It's like a piano song. She's in all white. It's super kind of a ballady piano song, and it's it's, off, it's a newer song. It's right? newer. It's off the newest album or whenever that came out. I guess now probably in 2019. I think it came out. Oh, okay. So no, there was another one that came after that. Okay, I, th- I think I know what you're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, but anyways, um, it's it's a slower song, and there's a scene where like the screens aren't working and stuff, and she's just on a stool singing this song at Coachella, and there's probably at least fifty thousand people watching her, and it's yeah. just like. It's just it looks like it's just her on this small stage. It's really, Crazy. really cool. I love when artists can do stuff like that. All right, that. dude. Lay it on me. What's the totally arbitrary ranking based on, on any uh, real sort of scale situation? Well, I gave this one a solid eight out of ten Grammys. Because uh for people who don't know, she also won a dick load of Grammys with that new record. Yeah, she too. Did. So uh shout out to Billie Eilish, man. Got a brand new respect for her. I think you'll like it. I think anybody working on like home recording to kind of see what's possible and what you can actually do. Um just from the comfort of your own bedroom is, is pretty fucking amazing these days. So that's yeah. what I got from it. Yeah, for sure. Nice job, man. Definitely reminded me. I know I, in, I, as I was going through Apple TV, cause let's be honest, it's, it's pretty limited what's on there yeah. in terms of original content. I was like, what can I add to the things that I want to watch now that I've already seen Ted Lasso all the way through. Oh yeah. And, uh, built that, that Billy Eilish documentary is definitely one of the top things. So I'm, yeah, I'm man, back you'll, to that one. you'll appreciate it for sure. Beautiful. Let's, uh, Let's keep this train get into it. Keep on train rolling. Let's get into a little future gear here. So this first thing is actually the only sort of like specific <clears throat> gear news that I wanted to get into. And this is cool. This just was announced and it's for sale. So Moog has introduced uh, a complete studio synthesizer experience. It's uh shit. I don't I, I think it might just be called the Moog creation studio okay and uh it basically so they you know they have those smaller sort of uh, euro rack style modules that they sell it's like the the d fam which is the drummer from another mother there's the mother 32 mm. there's the subharmonicon there are these sort of like same format modules that they sell well now they've they've what they've done is they've taken 
you can get there's two different packs. Uh, one has uh, the D fam and the subharmonicon. The other one has the D fam and the mother. Again, so it's like the drum machine, and then with two different types of more sort of like bass or synthesizer type things, okay. and then a mixer uh, and all the cables and power shit and everything that you'd ever need. So basically, they've combined a bunch of their stuff into this really cool these two packages that you can buy. I th- I want I don't know if I wrote down the prices. I want to say they were like 1400 and 1450 retail. Pretty reasonable but you get stuff. essentially you, all you have to do is essentially add a pair of headphones or a couple or you know powered speakers or whatever okay. and you have a full sort of like modular synth setup ready to go and it's fucking cool like it, it comes with the the stand so you know they can goes in the, go um go in there all neatly the patch cable so you can create all the patches and then also this is what nerdily sort of blew my mind the most they sell this it comes with it this little mixer mm-hmm. uh, so because you know you've got like a bunch of different audio signals coming in and out and out you're gonna have to mix those somehow right that's all fine and dandy although it's cool that moog makes a mixer but the mixer also has a power supply built in so not only does it route all the audio now all the things that you're powering like your little uh, modules and everything all goes to that same little piece right there so it really is self-contained you just like one power thing to the wall a pair of headphones and you're ready to to start making some sweet and sweet jams does it seem like it's so it's definitely kind of geared towards maybe like more of an introductory demographic in a way um, maybe i don't it the the overall presentation style kind of i would say because it's definitely kind of cartoony that i don't remember they, they worked with some different artists mm-hmm. to create those it's a really cool look and feel yeah. the vibe and branding of it's super neat mm-hmm. and it comes with this patch book that which i think is another really important thing to mention a lot of times you get these sort of modular type synthesizers and, and, and you see like a video demo it's like whoa i want that that sounds fucking cool yeah. and then you get it yourself and you have no clue how to make that sound because i mean there's it's there there's no presets right it's like all where you just set the knobs and the patch points and all that kind of stuff well this patch book has all of those types of things already it's like hey you want to make this sort of weird bleep bloop sound here is a pictorial way to That's get what I'm to saying. that sound i love that yeah yeah, yeah exactly. totally which is uh, like something for you know people like me i've never owned something like this i would definitely start with buying something like this and then you know Seeing and then if I was pick a patch it. point and yeah, then exactly. pick, pick, pick a preset or it's not technically a preset, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is that it comes, this was kind of neat. I didn't catch this at first. It has a lot of sort of like stickers and cute little things. What well, also includes these dice okay. that I guess you use, you like roll them and then it tells you like what to do with oh, the synthesizer. So that. it's this like, you know, probability built into the creation process, which is fucking dope, dude. Dude, um, I love that. I idea, might actually, man. honestly, I'm I've I've used all of these things individually, except of course the mixer because that's new. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and and I've been close. I've owned a lot of Moog stuff. I've been close to getting these. I'm I'm fairly I'm very tempted just to buy this package because it had it it, it it would be super cool to have around and just like create with and it's and it is its own it's a modular so it's expandable but right. it is self-contained you can do everything you possibly need to do with it right there yeah um it's I really cool it, man. man i am gassing on it real hard yeah i'm also trying to think of how many times in the creative department i've needed to just have a pair of dice to help me decide what i'm gonna go with yeah like i love there's that. um uh, what is it brian Eno? uh what is it shit uh I can't remember thinking the name of it off the top of my head, but he came up uh, years ago. He created this deck of cards that it's sort of built on that, where it's like this, mm-hmm. these like random inspirations. Yeah, I can't, man, I can't remember what it's called now. It's it's really bothering me. I used to have the app actually, and then if I was ever feeling like that, yeah, it's like just you swipe stuck. through, and it tells you, and it tells you what to do. But it's very. It is sort of abstract, so it's like right. it doesn't say you know cut out eight hundred hertz or whatever. It's like you know fucking. 
the end is the beginning or, you know, so I, I made <laughs> right. that up, but like, just it's little like more thoughts, like, like to kind of get your brain moving, but and... it will jar you and kind of, yeah, it'll exactly get your brain moving in a different way. So oh, that's I, yeah, I agree, dude. I love adding probability. As long as we're talking about this, mm-hmm. I just, um, you know, I'm on, I'm on the newest, freshest version of Ableton live 11. Okay. Uh, we've been recording and editing in that for a while now, <clears throat> even though, you know, brand new software, it's a little bit of a scary situation. Well, anyways, I've been digging into some of the new content, uh, which, takes a few different forms in Ableton, but one of the ways that you they deliver these are, are called packs. And these packs have, you know, it's like all different kinds of drum kits and mm-hmm. and synthesizers and and MIDI patterns and and audio effects and stuff, but built, you know, curated by someone or some group of people. So it's like sure. these are more built for like a really crazy abstract thing or whatever. Anyways, one of them that um I, I was just learning about earlier today. Um shit, I need to look up what it was called here. Okay, it's called Inspired by Nature. Okay. And it actually a lot of the devices in there are built on this sort of idea of probability where it they use Max for Live, which is um Max is a programming language to to build these devices that you know basically you hit one note on your keyboard and it doesn't play that note it kind of does all sorts of different things based on variables and and vectors and all sorts of math and stuff like that but it's essentially rolling a dice when it comes rolling a dice when it comes down to it okay and i really am starting to get super turned on by the idea of building probability and randomness into the stuff that i make you know it's super yeah. it's it's really i find you know I, by the time like we're going to talk about it probably right after this, but I've been very active with my music and, and the project that I'm working on with my songwriting partner, Ben Main Mark and mm-hmm. all that shit. And, you know, we're about to start releasing stuff. And I've been noticing actually that it's like, I'm super happy with the end results, but it's all very, uh, I don't know if linear is the right word, but it's just hmm. like everything is, is as it is supposed to be. And it's all like cut in there and it's whatever. Right. But I, I want a little more chaos. Gotcha. And I think, and I think well, that would that would uh, help. Devices like this, this yeah. inspired by nature. Devices like these these Moog things that we're talking about, where it is there's some probability and randomness even built into the patching. Um, I wanna I wanna find ways to inject that into into what I'm doing. And, yeah, um, it's interesting, man. It's it's it, it is it is. I mean, I f- I think artists have been pursuing this kind of thing for a long time. Sure, it's perhaps more accessible than it's ever been now to build to create full piece to frankly have ai and and other things build full works of art for you oh that's yeah i mean that's which is not really my goal but i want to i want to you know i want to blend like 15 percent of that into my thing yeah yeah i love that yeah i mean it's it's kind of that idea like if you you know how to record a song you know you know how to track it and Mm -hmm. mix it and, and you know how to make it sound like how you want it to sound but yeah what are those extra variables that you can put in to really take it to that next level or or kind of blow it up it's almost yeah it's almost kind of like when you get a new pedal like a digital pedal Mm -hmm. or a synthesizer or something and there's presets and you just kind of like scroll through the presets and then it's like oh there's a new riff oh there's a new idea oh there's like it's sort of it's sort of like that except happening in real time along you know you you have a song that you've already written in b minor or whatever Mm -hmm. and then you just like program that into this probability machine and then it creates b minor things that your brain never could have constructed otherwise yeah that's that's fucking awesome i haven't done it yet but i really man it's like the idea really so it uses like it uses like an ai then well yeah it's 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 like which may you know at a certain level it does but there are uh, there are other ways to approach it where you just kind of create restrictions like Mm -hmm. you only allow the synthesizer to play notes in a certain scale or pattern or whatever and then you you know, say the songs, whatever at 120 BPM at four, four, maybe you put this pattern at 80 BPM. So it'll still be an integer at like three, four. And then eventually these, 
polyrhythms will start happening. There, you know, you, so mixes it's, it up. It's it's yeah. probable probability based, but you're still you're creating the constraints yourself. Gotcha. I guess at that point. I don't know, man. It's uh, it's definitely something that uh, Droid Smith, which I've talked about already, and we might as well get into a little bit. Yeah, uh, is 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 uh, it hasn't gotten there yet. But I wanna, I really want to start injecting that into the shit that we're working on because fact is, dude, we're about to start releasing some shit, and I'm about to start using this podcast to start talking about it a little bit <laughs> well, more. Let's, so let's get into it. Let's man. just fucking do it. So you know, we're about we're, we're at least here in the United States. Unfortunately, I can't say the same for the rest of the world because the U.S. is kind of hoarding a lot of the vaccinations we are starting to get to the place where we're becoming vaccinated i've already had my first shot i'm about to get the second one like bands are gonna we're getting to a place where bands are gonna start being able to get back into their practice spaces and and working on shit a lot more than we have been for a while so right you know in in that in that spirit i've we've been doing that and so droid smith as i already mentioned is me and and mark wetzel who's your former bandmate Mm -hmm. um fucking awesome dude great singer great creative person Amazing, amazing visual artist, and he. So one of our plan is that we've got all these songs that we've been working on. We kind of started off like a lot of bands do, where it's like, oh, we played in rock and roll bands for a long time, so sure. we're just going to kind of like pursue that structure and try to have like a full band, and it just never really sort of felt right. And long story short, it's kind of whittled down into this thing where it's just the two of us doing everything that we possibly can, collaborating with friends and, and folks from time to time. But it's really more so just like this. You can call it a band for lack of a better term. It doesn't really feel like musical any band project. that I've ever been in. Mm-hmm. Musical project. Well, anyways, we've got the idea is that we've got all these songs that we started writing, and that a lot of them, frankly, kind of had a little bit of like sludgy butt rock going on in there. And we, which I, got I mean, you sent me that. some demos, man. I was a fan of some of those too. So don't give well, up. Yeah, on those there's yeah, well. The, the, Thanks. I, 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 there are some things that I like about them too, but what we've done for a lot of those songs is because we've sort of written and rewritten our, this band and ourselves and these songs a few times, we, we decided to take some of these old sort of butt rocky songs mm-hmm. and just like, all right, we know these inside and out. Let's like fuck them up and re-record them. And so this is like kind of become what the project is now. Okay. So um, the first song is called Flyover Planet, which you actually um, have contributed to the music video, which is very exciting. We put out a call to... I should take a step back. One of our plan is that we're not going to release albums. Maybe you know, maybe eventually, sure. but like that's not really the idea. The idea is that we're going to record songs. We're going to make a video for every single song, and then we're going to put those out, and and that'll be at a certain frequency. I'm not going to say what that is yet because I don't want to <laughs> hold myself to it if it right. doesn't turn out to be the right thing. But it'll be like you know, maybe say every like two, three, four weeks, something like that. Um, but it's been really exciting because again, like as we were sort of touching on, Mark is to collaborate with someone that is so talented visually is so interesting for me because I just, I, I can draw and I, and I can, I'm okay at that sort of stuff, but it's not he really, has, he has ideas, it's not my strong right? suit and yeah. he has ideas. He has a perspective. Right. Um, so, you know, he's like, we, we've been doing green screen stuff over at the space. We've got like all these fucking lights and shit going, but it, and, you know, it's, it's just it's kind of goofy, but it's crazy how much work actually goes into it yeah. when 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 you're making these videos. And it's you know, I, on the one hand, I think it is the right way to do things because I don't believe that a band who doesn't have a big fan base should focus on making a big long record and then putting that all at once I, I, out at once. I don't really see that as the right way to I handle wouldn't, the model I wouldn't right know now. What you're talking about. <laughs> Yeah, right. But at the same time, it's it's a fucking lot of work to make a video for everything to commit to this. So we're doing yeah. it. But one of the things I want to talk about that actually came out of all this that I it, maybe this is the touch and tips for today. Okay, is this idea of sort of as we were going through this process of of reinventing and deciding what songs we're we're going to record and and all this stuff. If you're anything like me, and I'm sure you are, if you're listening to this, you've got just like 
buttloads of ideas from over the years. Like, mm. I, you know, whether or not you're taking your professional recording at home, all that seriously, whatever it is, you've probably got phone memos, memos you've got yep. all this stuff. And there are some ideas. worthwhile ideas in there. And it can feel like this burden. It, for me, it felt like this burden. It's like, man, why am I still writing new songs when I have I literally back, hundreds, yeah. some of which are like 95% recorded, <laughs> some of which are just, you know, a guitar riff played acoustically on my phone but yeah. there's like really so I, I i went through this whole this whole thing and i've been actually wanting to talk about this on the show for a while but we just kind of haven't really gotten around to it mm -hmm. i i needed i needed a i needed a, a a repository for all of this stuff that where i could where i could both have ideas written down like notes about things sure. in sort of an a, a organizable way but then also to be able to put media files and like the actual demos for these songs that i have and Mark actually suggested we've been talking a lot about um, you early on when we started working together a way to sort of collaborate through this app or I guess it's a, a website called Trello. Have you ever used Trello? No, I think I've heard of it though. It's like organizational. It's sort of an organization thing, yeah. So the way that we have it set it up is there. There are these like sort of buckets, and it's like one of the buckets. It's like they're set in columns, and they, mm -hmm. they, it's all card based. So one of the columns is just like agenda. So whenever we go into the space together, I create an agenda, and, and we can always look back at that and say like, here are the things that we wanted to accomplish. What do we get done? Whatever you can create tasks task for each other, all that kind of stuff. It's very good for that sort of thing. What I found was super useful was using it again to organize all of my song ideas. So I did a full song catalog deep dive i went through all the recordings wow. that i had on my computer that were not like released you know how, nothing like, that how like how far I've been back in a band did you go like like time wise on my computer i have recordings back to 2007 wow uh, none of those are like uh, things that i would use now there actually there was one sort of old thing that was a pretty cool uh, fully fledged sort of like song idea that i might eventually come back to but sure. for the most part that was more so just like Going through all of my Ableton files, all of my, you know, uh, the, the 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 real challenge is that I haven't gone through all my voice memos from my phone because I have thousands of those, man. It's just oh, like, God. yeah, that. So that's like that's just the idea. This was just going through all the song things that I would. It call gives me songs. anxiety just thinking about it. To be honest, yeah, I know, and because there's so many in there too. I, I will add that more recently in my life, I kind of stopped doing the voice memos thing mm -hmm. and went to videos okay. because it is so much easier to remember how to play something if I can look at what my hands oh, were duh. doing when I was yeah, doing it. Right. Unbelievable. It's like it's half the battle. Some of these times is listening. I was like, man, that's fucking awesome. I have no idea how I played that. So I'm not going to spend the time to, to work on it. Well, if I have a video, I don't have to work. It just my fingers. Did you ever go through do. the thing too? just going back to like the voice memos thing quick? Because I wonder if other people have done this where you don't really have a name for the song. So you just call it like the date or you call it like some some word that like comes into your head when you're trying to name the song. And then oh, absolutely and then, and then it changes and then you're like, oh, there's another song. And then you realize it's the same one. It's the same thing. Dude, that see that with that. That whole thing of it just like gives me chills yeah. thinking about it. Yeah, I, I've gone through that a couple times in my life where I've done a little bit of digital organization, but this was just like the full thing. And and what what it, it turned out to be the easiest for me, and, and and I think maybe a lot of people, you know, I don't the songs that I write, the things that I write do not all sound alike. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's like weird, goofy electronic dance. Yeah, music. you're not sometimes, like a singer songwriter guy with like. Sometimes there are singer songwriters. Sure. No, absolutely. Songs too. But that's not so, like your one style. Like yeah, the way not. that I the way that I tackled it was I I I, I created a singer songwriter just like schmoopy pile okay. where it's like here's all the acoustic sort of like pop songs. Sure. Here are the sort of like electronic dance songs, and then here are like the rock and roll songs. Sure, and, sure. Then, and then so what I did from there is once I got all of these, there are like hundreds of things bucketed in there 
then I started just listening through. And, and the way Trello is set up is it's, it's pretty easy to do. You click the card and the song just there if you put it there so you can just listen to whatever it is. And then I, I kind of think about it. I realized that wasn't really enough. I needed to kind of organize it even more further than that. So within each column, I then kind of decided, okay, this song is the most finished. So that's going to go up near the top. So the things mm-hmm. that are the most finished go up to the top then down to the bottom is sort of like the least finish and then that that way if i ever need to like like oh i really need i really i'm ready to like work on a rock song right now i can just pick the top one of the top rock songs in that column and be like oh there it is boom let's let's see if that is also here's the other thing that was awesome about it and inspired mark to do the same thing in the same board so that since now we both have access to it we can listen to each other's files and be like oh that's cool i you never played me that before here's a thing that we could listen to we could check out or it, so it's been really good for collaboration in that way too not just like organizing my own thoughts but also within your your own musical project being able to share ideas with your bandmates creative partners whatever you call them how how have you found how do you how do you deal with this? Because let me ask you this: like, let's say you have two kind of ideas from maybe a month apart, or even six months apart, or whatever. But you have maybe uh, maybe you really like the verse and what like the bass is doing on this one thing from six months ago, but then you love the hook that you added on the other one, but the verse isn't there in the new one. How do totally. you kind of do you make little? Can you make little notes like little? Dude, post-its? that's the be- you're totally on board. Yeah, it's, so that's the thing with the the it's super the within each card you can have multiple files. So mm-hmm. that some of the songs do have like, especially for songs that Mark and I have been working on together. Not even just this like songwriting exercise going back through all the demos and everything. When the stuff that we work on, we have multiple versions of the files, and it'll say like you know it always has a date in it, and then in the notes like the you know February second version like this verse or the yes december 20 20 version or you do like a timestamp or whatever two minutes into this is like a part right so so you could yeah if you want to take it that deep it's really easy but more we we haven't been like two maybe there are some instances where it's like two minutes or whatever but also in in that file you know what else i've done for any of the songs where it's like okay these are things where uh i might want to collaborate with someone else i've then gone and charted the song so then in this file it's like this master file for the song it has the demos it has the chart for the song like the chord changes it has the the notes then what i do is create checklists for when it's time to actually record the song so it's like or okay let's take a step before that say you're still writing the song do we have drums yet do we have bass yet do we have verses yet like you can create checklists and then as you have those things you check it off then that's crucial so then once it gets to that part where you check everything off you can clear the checklist that's when i then move it to another column so we've got these other buckets where it's like all the way to the end is completed song, something that we've released. Mm-hmm. Before that is mix in progress. Before you know, so it's like you can track the sort of progress God, of the stuff so that bad. you're working on. Yeah. You I'll you can check, I'll show you ours. It's like it's it's kind of overwhelming probably, but I think you'll see it's like there it has been super helpful in that process of like what are we gonna work on and then also what do we actually need to do to finish this? And, right. and I think that's what this all comes back to is finishing songs. So it's like by creating this repository of all the songs that we've got going on. And, and of course you have to update it every once in a while when you're writing new stuff or whatever, but then you can just go in there at any time and say like, Oh, okay, we've got three songs released four that need mix five that need what, you know? So it's like whatever the stages, you know exactly where you are. And it's like, all right, well, I want to get some shit done. I can prioritize. I, this is closest yeah. to completion. I want to finish this one. Yeah, absolutely. Are, you know, like say you can only make it over to the space by yourself. You know what you have to work on that, that you necessarily won't need your other bandmates there for maybe like if it's a vocal yeah. part or a guitar solo or something. So, and, and it creates accountability too. You yeah. know that like yeah. if, if in order to get this done, it's Waiting on, on me, yeah, right. you, can, you can actually assign it. So it's like, okay, 
Mark needs <laughs> to write the verse on this, you can assign right. that check mark to his email address and it'll give you a little wow. you know, reminder or whatever. I need we started this. doing some stuff like that. It's yeah. it, uh, it can be a little overbearing. Yeah, you, know, you don't want to get to the point where it like becomes creative. like a job or something, right? Like yeah. where it gets not fun because you're like, oh man, I got this, you know, I'm busy. I can't do this guitar solo right now. But yeah. But I, but the overall idea is that it's that's a great organizational tool. I mean, I'm thinking back to my my current groups and I'm like we just try to get as much done as possible and then it either gets finished or it doesn't like that mm-hmm. day. And um, like I told you, I went to the space and did some vocals by myself the other day, exactly. something that we've been sitting on for like a month. And I'm just like, God, why didn't I do this sooner? It sounds great. I should have just went over there. Um, but we don't have a, a checklist of anything. If anything, it's just a mental checklist that I have in my head. So I'm going to look into but this. But y- you know, you can't, you can't share that mental checklist. Uh, it's nope. called Trello, T R E. L-L-O. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I just have a free account. I think that there are like paid versions. Or yeah, whatever. I'm sure a basic free account. I mean, even if you guys don't have stuff like that, I'm sure like there's a, a Google Doc or something at least. But like you yeah. said, you can upload files to this, which is huge. right? You can upload files. Yeah, we, we tried Google Docs and different spreadsheets and that sort of thing. Quick, and this yeah. this seemed to be the best because, you know, my, my brain does tend to work in spreadsheets. But, uh, you know, uh, this had to be something that worked for everyone. So uh, everyone being me and Mark and and we tend to have different approaches to learning in this sort of visual way captured both my need for the checklists and the spreadsheets and the and the grids mm-hmm. and also his to kind of think see things in a more visual uh manner um I'm, i've been super happy with it and it and it has and it has helped us because like you know we were talking about before we started recording it's yeah. like there's a lot going into these into these songs and it's just the right. two of us doing it so it's like it's just, shit can slip through the cracks especially when you've got other things going on in your life like we all do yeah uh so just to have that little accountability booster to take a dwight shrewdism right there uh <laughs> it has been has been helpful and then and and then again when it's like i don't know what i should be working on right now but i want to do something productive for this project you can go to the trello and there's always something there there's always something that you can always yeah. that you can go and be productive on and then again check the box get that little endorphin dopamine hit uh feel good about right. it and then you know lord that over your bandmate that you were more productive than yep. they were and <laughs> And Make they sure they get a notification guilty. or something, right? Like, oh, you have to send that that full like you know yep. Saturday evening email to let yep. them all know that you're working on off hours. <laughs> I'm on right now. Yeah, that's uh, that's fantastic, man. And um, well, I know I know you guys have the new uh, the new stuff coming. Yeah, Flyover Planet. Do you have is a date? The, is going to be the first release? No, because well, so that that's we we still have to decide on a mastering engineer, my friend. Ah. Uh, <clears throat> we've got you know everything. Everything from the inception of the song to the demoing to the engineering to the recording of the mixing, that's mm-hmm. all us. Everything, me, Mark, you know, that's all everything that you hear. But then same with the video. He, We did our buddy Todd. Sup, shout, shout out to buddy Todd Byer. I know that oh, yeah. uh, Mark sort of like uh, hit him up just to look at it. I don't know what exactly what work he did. But anyways, the point, the reason I'm telling you this is that we don't have capabilities to master these things ourselves. I mean, we yeah. do technically, but right. not to... Not in my uh, opinion. Like, yeah, you're to, not going to do the shortcut. Yeah, I know what you mean. I don't want to. You could. You could fucking upload it to Lander it's or Lander whatever. Gone. But it's just, I would just rather. I would just rather. Ha- and, and also, not only do I want it to just be done by a professional, I want that professional's ears to listen to my mix yes, that I'm, right. you know, which I think sounds badass, but also insecure as fuck about to be like, okay, this is this is good. Maybe you know, some and it, and I do no mastering engineers, so it's possible that I could send someone a mix who could then come back and be like, actually, maybe make this little change before we even well, hit yeah. the mastering phase. I was gonna say like, and that's part of what you get with sometimes. I mean, depending on who you work with, but exactly. some mastering people could look at something and be like, all right, man, this solo is way too loud or something like that. Like we need to bring this down. 
on or whatever, you know. So Which you can address some of that stuff in mastering, but a lot of it you can do way better in the mix. They so, can send yeah, you that's, some notes and you can adjust it before you have to send it through, right? Yeah, I mean, that would be ideal not to have to do that, but we'll see. Uh, regardless, I do have to, so I don't know. I, I also, I believe that mastering isn't, the best experiences I've had with mastering have not been in um, in a vacuum where you're just sort of doing one thing at a time. Okay. Uh, I, so we've got two songs mixed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm waiting for, until we get a third done, which is kind of on me at this point, honestly. Um, until, and then at that point we're going to send those off to, to mastered. We still, one of the videos is done. One of them is like pretty done. So again, the idea is once we have three of these like locked in the can, that's when we're going to start releasing them. So I would imagine within, you know, the summer, uh, this like mid, early midsummer. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. Midsummer is is my guess at this point. It's a good goal. Um, we might we might beat that but also i just don't want it to be that's the other thing too you put so much work and time and love and stuff it's just like just to like put it out and then that's that so you know we've got some sort of release plans and how Ah, we're going to make it interesting and all that that. kind of stuff and that's uh, sell some sell some fucking nfts with the stuff yeah dude (laughs) uh, i was gonna say though that a little bit that's a good tip about the mastering thing and not just have somebody do one like send them three so that way it can kind of be consistent over the over the i want to create a consistent vibe with the these three songs i mean the the thing with this project is that we're not we're like purposely not locking ourselves into any kind of style so right now the these songs are definitely a little more sort of weird and synthy and stuff and then the next batch that we're going to start working on is some of those which are actually one of those is like kind of done already they're definitely more sort of just like fucking hard rock sort of vibe situation too so that's going to be a completely different mastering approach than what you would take for these sort of like more synth poppy songs or whatever they are so mm-hmm. yeah that'll that'll be part of it too is maybe there'll be sort of like little themes like here's our here's us with like mullets or whatever because these are the rock songs right <laughs> that's great yeah. So, man, I, you know, I'm excited that's for like, that, man. That's I uh, am too. I uh, I'm excited to get some stuff out into the world again. We've been teasing it a little bit, and then again, just like a bunch of our friends, including you and that beautiful wife of yours, contributed some artwork that has I, been animated. It looked like you and, guys and, got. I mean, I saw the Instagram post. It looks like you guys had a shitload of uh, submissions for that too. Which we is got great. like I would have to look. It was something like. 40 or something yeah, like that say, which it was funny doesn't. because mark you know is the one that had to animate them i will shout out former guest and friend uh gretchen hannam who actually cool. uh she not only did she contribute to aliens she also fucking animated them herself so oh, she wow. went so far above and beyond the call of duty i did not ask her to animate these yeah. she just did and and mark was like I mean, he was super excited about it, but also I think he was kind he's of like, like, I'm going to have to kind of break this apart. Shit, I got to, no, he's like, I got to step up my game now oh, because he was just right. doing like little wiggles and she yeah. like made this like kind of like, you know, one of them blinks and oh, whatever. That's so, so it was like kind of step dude. it up a little bit. Well, I, th- I uh, saw that too cute. when I when I saw some of the submissions. I was like, oh, some people did color. Like I just drew one on a oh, Sharpie yeah. really quick and I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then I was like, oh, some people got in there with like acrylics and like highlighters and we're, you know, some people really drew shit. Some yeah. there's one that's like a collage kind of thing. Dude, um, there, my favorite there's like one some children's finger paintings in there. It was there. like a scribble. Uh, it was literally yeah. a scribble with yeah. eyes. That was one of my favorite yep. ones. It's that's, awesome. uh, I don't remember whose kid that is, but uh, oh, also great. former guest and friend, uh, Dan Liu, his child Jasper uh, contributed <laughs> cool. uh, as well. So cool. it'll be Jasper's first, uh, Jasper's first film credit, I guess. Awesome. Awesome, man. IMDb. What's up? I get that page going. <laughs>
Dude, we really just breezed through that episode right there, didn't we? Holy yeah, shit, we've been, we've been going for an hour already, really? man. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay. Feeling good. I mean, it's like a fucking sunny Friday. It's yeah. just, It's been kind of cold here. I'm hoping it actually warms up this weekend. It was, it was like 25 out yesterday, so I'm definitely yeah, uh, gnarly. Definitely which ready. In, which in Europe, 25, that's like a beautiful temperature, but 25 not, degrees uh, Celsius. not, in the, not yeah. the old Fahrenheit, baby. <laughs> uh, cool, man. Well, a lot of good stuff on the horizon, um, and uh, can't wait to... Uh, when do we get some, soon. before we go, when do we get some fucking sweet uh, Hot Bloods and or uh, Easy, Easy Demon, Demon yeah. and or Dave's solo uke- ukulele project? Yeah, my solo uke project. Yeah, man. I You know, it's the same thing like we were talking about. It's just like I have all these scattered ideas. Um, like I said, I finally put vocals to a track that is, in my, in my opinion, it's done. It's got guitar overdubs. It's got, you know, uh, a little fun ambient things added. So I think mm. like, you know, it feels full. It doesn't feel like there's anything missing. Now I just have to figure out how the hell to mix it. I'm going to go and probably watch some basic mixing videos on YouTube because, yeah. you know, uh, for our longtime listeners, you know, they know I'm, I'm not quite the engineer that you are, but I, but I do want to learn it myself. I, I don't want to just... As far as the stuff that I'm making, if I was paying a studio to do it, I would have, you know, an engineer mix it. But I, I want to learn myself, and it's just about finding the time to uh, to sit down and, and do that. So I'm really excited. We'll have some stuff coming out. And uh, it might just come out of nowhere, man. We might just, it might just be like you wake up one Tuesday and there's like a post about well, it or something. And not so. to mention, there's still all those fucking hot tracks that we recorded like a year and a half ago. Uh, or we should totally that was just, are still yeah, out there. I mean, at, at this point, we should just like let those fly. I, I think they sound great and... Uh, I'm sure you're, I'm sure you'd be like, Oh, I might have to, but you're, you've got so much going on. The last thing I want to do is is bug you with more of my crap. So, you know, uh, those are, they do live somewhere. Um, I have, you know, bounce down versions, but without your, uh, without your approval, I will not release any of that stuff. Oh, just, uh, you know what, man, just like, get me a fucking, I don't know. Get the get the boys together. Get me a fucking pre roll, and I'll fucking I'll finish the mixes <laughs> for you guys. We'll just get stoned and finish them up. Hell yeah, man! Well, uh, I appreciate that, man. Well, I'm looking forward to all the new stuff. Uh, things are looking good here in 2021. So um, yeah, moving in the right direction, except for the fucking uh, Chicago baseball teams yesterday. Ooh, did Sox lose? Because I yeah, Sox I blew it in the Cubs end there. Like uh, two hits or something. It was, it was a 9 p.m. start time, which that's that's, that's too late. You know, L.A. California. They're playing the Anna, Anna, well, I guess it's L.A. Angels. It's no longer Anaheim Angels. Oh, really? Uh, and uh, I fell asleep in the seventh inning, and in the eight, and we're winning. And then in the eighth inning, uh, we we blew it. Oh, that's the worst. So I like went to bed. I was like starting to fall asleep. You're like thinking, they got like, this oh, one. Oh man, I'm gonna like. <laughs> It was close. You know, it was a good game. I was thinking like, yeah, I'm going to wake up and like yeah. get this good news. And I woke up and I was like, no, right after I fell asleep, they fucking blew it. So well, hopefully uh, hopefully when, when they get stuff figured out, and I know some of the stadiums are opening up, maybe you can get out to actually, actually go to yeah. an afternoon game or something one day. You know so. what? Actually, uh, a good friend of mine has season tickets and she's Ooh. already invited me to a game. So Yeah, baby. That'll, All right. be, that'll be lovely. I can't wait to go to the ballpark. Oh, I miss it. And have myself a snack. All right, buddy. Well, I miss you All too. Right. Let's uh, yeah, let's you. fucking uh, wrap this bad boy up. And uh, you know what? If you've made it this far, thanks for making it. Thank and you. go 